We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Abner Mares is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, he's a dad of two little girls. Beloved by abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Mares, we'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and the man that he is. I don't know about you guys, but I had a blast watching Lopez win last weekend. What a fight. That was incredible. And I love boxing, and I really want to get back into it like I was when I was younger. No better way than to to start listening to this podcast from Abner, following his journey from a kid on the streets to a boxing champ. This is the perfect way to get back into the sport if you're like me. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Mares wherever you get your podcasts. Episodes are in English, out on Tuesdays, and episodes in Spanish are out on Wednesdays. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service, like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dorch. You're listening to the Uncontested What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official pod of BoomtownHoops.com. I am your host, Jacob Niffen, joined tonight by the one and the only Taylor Peterson. How's it going? It is, man. Good. It is going. It is. We were talking about this before the podcast, and I'm going to sound like a tool here, so forgive me for a little bit. Um, but I went to the gym and hit legs today. And, um, before I sound like too much of a tool, keep in mind, I haven't, I, w- I was thinking back, like, and I was really struggling doing some lightweight, like my legs are already starting to give out. I'm walking a little wobbly and stuff. And I started thinking back, I was like, man, when was the last time I hit legs? Well, it wasn't that long ago. It was probably like March or April. And then all of a sudden just like hit me like a brick wall. That was six or seven months ago. Yep. It's October, bro. <laughs> so it is definitely going, like you said. Yep. Yep. No, I, and we're getting to that time of year where it's starting to get colder now. Uh, here in a couple of weeks, we will uh, f- quote unquote fall back, which is daylight savings time is so outdated, and I will <laughs> vote so for true. whichever candidate gets rid of it. <laughs> I ha- dude, I hate uh, it being dark at like six p.m. five thirty p.m. It's, you wake up and it's dark. You leave work and it's already dark. You like, just get like no sunlight. It's so depressing, especially during a very depressing twenty twenty. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm with you. At least Not we'll get fun. NBA draft and free agency during that time, so I won't be as depressed. So maybe very uh, true. Maybe I'll have that going for me at least. Man, I uh, I can't wait to start getting some of the rumors. We need these dates set. We need the salary cap set. So that way teams can start making trades and rumors start heating up. Hopefully, we get salary cap set next week. I think there might be a chance that that happens. Um, so fingers crossed. You know, that'd be nice. So Taylor, we are going to for the past. Oh, five weeks now, I think, on our Thursday episode, 
we have been talking to hosts of other podcasts, uh, breaking down thunder traits. We've talked to the Timeline guys who cover the Phoenix Suns. We've talked to the Eurostep guys who cover the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, we've talked to the Locked On Knicks podcast. We've talked to um, Progress Process to Progress, the Philadelphia 76ers podcast, uh, Bulls HQ, the Chicago Bulls podcast. We've been all over the place discussing trades. Today, you and I are going to collect all of those trades and act as if they are on the table, and we're going to make some decisions. All right. I'm super excited about it. You and I love to break down trades, so this should be uh, this should be a really fun episode. Before we get there, though, a couple of things Taylor and I wanted to do before we fire this up. First, we've been asking for five-star ratings on the podcast. You guys have delivered 100%. Sure did. <laughs> I want to go ahead, Taylor, and read a handful of these five-star ratings we've gotten real quick. I love um, it. First one comes from uh, by, and they just typed a whole bunch of random letters that I'm not going to read out. Um, <laughs> but they gave us five stars and said, best Thunder podcast out there. Love listening to it in my spare time. So thank you to Very them. Very nice. Next one is from Ange K, who gave us five stars and uh, wrote, Dort. <laughs> Thanks, Ange. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Uh, next one is by Coach Webb. This is a great podcast that keeps you up to date with everything Thunder. Dropped five stars. Very nice. Thanks, Coach. Uh, Doug McZee, five stars. Amazing podcast. Haven't missed an episode since I started listening in May. So they were a, That's uh, cool. a, They're quarantine, a quarantine listener. Yeah, That's awesome. Definitely I appreciate it. that. And then this last one comes from Nate SSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSSS
even if he wants to compete for a title contender, he thinks he can stay healthy at least one more year. He can go and sign like a one-year deal with Phoenix. So it'll be competitive. It'll be a good atmosphere. It'll be a fun team. And then in 2021, the teams that strike out on Giannis, uh, he could be next in line, you know? So um, he has options to say the least. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Although at his age and True. with his injury, injury history, history. Yep. I don't know if I want to sign a one-year and then try to re-enter free agency because if something it, happens yeah. to him at age 31 to 32, uh, I don't know if you know he gets the opportunities he wants in 2021. He might view this. I mean, back at the trade deadline, he wouldn't go to Miami because he couldn't get the three-year That's extension. That's a great right? point. Very good point. I think he understands he's probably going to cash in. Um, maybe not the the bloated one year salary, but the longevity this year. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. I think the trade deadline is probably a good uh, barometer there to kind of gauge where he's at. Um, so yeah, we we will see, but uh, I think that is the hope, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, again, I'm just trying to think of like possible destination destinations for Gallo, and the ones that make the most sense, you know, are, are teams that he can't necessarily go to without going through a sign in trade. So it'll be interesting. Definitely, definitely. Um, other news in the NBA, not really Thunder-related, but we, we can branch it back. Uh, our guy, Stan Van Gundy. Coach Stan. Now Stan the head the coach of the New Orleans Pelicans, which I think is a great fit. Super happy for Stan. That leaves two coaching vacancies left in the league after Indiana has also hired a coach. Houston Rockets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Taylor, I posted a poll on my personal Twitter today that said, over, under, on the date the Thunder announce a new coach, will it be before or after November 1st? What do you think? Man, that's tough. Um, I'm going to go after November 1st. I'm taking the over there, but I still think it's going to be before November 14th, which is the NBA draft. Um, And I I actually put this in the Boomtown Hoops Discord. Some of us were talking stuff after uh, the announcement of of Stan getting the job uh, with the Pelicans. And I said, you know, it's going to be the most, it's the most thunder pressy thing ever. Um, it's going to be like two Thursdays from now, just like a random day in the middle of the week, Wednesday or Thursday, probably like six, like 30, like 4 p.m. And just out of nowhere, Ooh, was we're getting bomb. specific here. Oh yeah, we're getting real specific. And it's going to be like some random assistant that we had no idea was even in the running for a head coaching position. Um, somebody completely off the radar. Maybe Kevin Ollie, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you talking at one Antonio Daniels? Oh, I'd love that so much. <laughs> love that no, so that much. That would be wild. Give Someone him a shot. With no coaching experience at all. Just <laughs> just sh- shooting for it. Hey, but he's passionate, and we he, love him. He is. <laughs> his uh, his press availability would be awesome. Oh, that's so true. He'd be so. He'd start like color comment commentating. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mid mid interview. It would be good uh, stuff. Although I don't think Antonio Daniels would cuss out the officials, and I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, that's fair. It's a good. You point. need to give the officials a good fu at least once a game. <laughs> you know what, Antonio Daniels? I we have no clue what he would be like as a coach because he's never coached before. But you know, he gives me very strong Monty Williams vibes. He that's that's a good comparison. I kind of like that. Just their personalities. Yeah. Um, the way they view the game. I, I think that's that's good. I like that. Yeah, um, he gives me very strong Monty vibes. You know, AD And that's be, not that's a very, very good thing. Oh, it's a huge compliment. We love Monty. Speaking of somebody I wish the Thunder could hire as their head coach, um, yeah. Phoenix has a good one. And he's already starting to turn that that um I almost said program like it's college. Already about to turn that team around, um, that organization around. But you know, A D is kind of somebody I, like you said, I obviously don't really think he's going to be considered for the head coaching position. But even if it's not OKC, whether it's the Pelicans or whoever, I think he'd be a really good guy, especially for like a young team to kind of get him on a coaching staff and start yeah. to get his feet wet. I think that'd be a really smart hire by by a, any team. Um, hopefully the Thunder. It would be very interesting. Speaking of coaches, uh, Billy Donovan has started to call the assistants in Chicago telling them uh, – I forget what the wording was, but it was really just an incredibly polite way to say you're yeah, fired. Exactly. Uh, he's yeah, moving in a different direction or something. Yeah. Kind of like when you break up with your high school girlfriend. Like, no, it's it's not you, it's me. I'm yeah. moving in a different direction in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys chance- suck, and we're turning this thing around. <laughs> you're out. Any chance he takes some guys from Oklahoma City up to Chicago with him? We already know he lost a lot of assistance in Oklahoma City uh, over to Monty in Phoenix. Uh, that's what kind of sparked this thought in my head. Uh, 
any chance like we see uh, like a, a Mo Cheeks or a Brian Keith go join uh, Billy Donovan up in Chicago? So I wouldn't be surprised to see some people leave to go and, and stay with Billy. But I think you have to think as well. You mentioned like Keith and, uh, and and Mo Cheeks. Like they weren't Billy Donovan hires. Those, those aren't guys that came on with Billy when he got the job. Um, these were guys that have been around the Thunder organization, had left in Keith's case and come back to the Thunder organization. I don't really necessarily see them leaving just to follow Billy um, unless the pay was better. And like in Keith's situation, you know, he maybe uh, ends up getting told he's not getting the head coaching position for OKC. You know, there's been rumors from certain reporters that potentially he's in the mix for the head coaching position. And Mm so I'm I'm not entirely sure guys like that would be the ones that would get up and just follow Billy. Because like I said, he wasn't the one who hired him, them on his staff, uh, maybe in a way, right? But I think it was more so Presti and the Thunder organization. But I I mean, again, I'll have to like do a deep dive. I'm sure there's like some coaches at the end of the bench Kind of that, that Billy did probably bring with him that are still there um, within the organization that would probably absolutely consider uh, an opportunity to go and coach with Billy. And like you said, there was assistant coaches who left the Thunder to go and be with Monty. I'm sure there's coaches around the league who have left the Thunder who would be willing to go and join Billy in Chicago. So we'll see. It's interesting. Definitely. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's very interesting. Really, the only reason I think it'd be cool if Antonio Daniels becomes the coach of Oklahoma State. Well, first off, he's an awesome guy, like we said, but we could then redrop our Antonio Daniels um, podcast whenever we actually yeah. met up with AD at the press in OKC. And we could flex and say that, you know, we we have an interview with the Thunder head coach. Head coach. <laughs> and that would be pretty cool. That would be, that would cool. be cool. That'd be really All right, cool. Taylor, you ready to jump into some trades, man? I am. I'm excited. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Before, God, wow, that was awkward. We podcast too much together. We're <laughs> saying the same thing at the same time, man. Uh, before uh, we do that, let's t- yeah, let's tell our listeners about the sponsors for the week. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You need to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people, and they get them fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring, you'll only pay for what you need. And you can pause your account at any time. There are no long-term contracts. Nobody likes long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like they have sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. Three and a half times. That's a lot, man. 73% of online job seekers are visiting Indeed each month. So Indeed is going to find you that person that you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your post. You just got to go to Indeed.com and use, or sorry, Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Again, that's a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offers valid through December 31st. The wait is finally over and football is back. And you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Taylor, real quick, before we jump into these trades, I want to tell our listeners really fast that coming up on the Thursday episode of the show for the next few weeks, we're doing draft talk. It's draft season, finally. Oh. Such a good season. Finally. So I think our plan, just just so our listeners are aware, so you guys know what's coming, for the next two Thursdays, we're going to break down draft prospects. Three Thursdays from now, we are going to have a guest on to talk all things draft. And then four Thursdays from now is the draft. That's like the crazy. draft is Wednesday night. So we will record a podcast immediately following the draft with all of our reactions and thoughts uh, who the Thunder took at number one overall. And I'm just kidding. That's probably not going to happen. But it'd be awesome. 
Denny. And we will drop that for you guys immediately. So just know that the next four Thursday pods are all going to be draft talk. We're going to do prospect breakdown, prospect breakdown, guest to talk all things draft, and then the draft itself. So lots of draft talk coming your way. We will continue with the normal Monday morning pod, which will be Thunder-centered and then some around the association stuff as well. Just wanted to let you guys know, though, that way you can get excited and kind of follow along with us as we break down some of these prospects. I love it. I can't wait. I'm excited. It's going to be good stuff. Now, I may not be on the show next Thursday. Uh, You guys might have to deal with – uh, Taylor, <laughs> maybe some Justin, maybe some Nick, maybe some Kamiar. Um, in that case, oh. I apologize. Uh, best <laughs> of luck. Bunk and Tessa take over. We're going to take it in I, so I, many different directions. It's going to go I, off the rails. <laughs> I, I'm going to get on and like try to listen to the episode next week. You guys are going to have like deleted the feed and like the whole episode is just going to be like a siren going <laughs> off. I'm going to I'm going to uh, host and just let Kamiar and Nick just like. Go after each other for a full hour. Uh, oh, talk man, about the Cowboys and Steelers, uh, OSU, OU. It'll be great. I just, okay, no, I we'll feel actually bad talk whenever, about draft prospects. I'm yeah. excited. I, I just feel bad whenever I can't host because we do all of our sounders, our intro, everything is live drops. And then because I have the technology on my end to do that stuff. And then whenever you guys have to host, it's so much editing stuff on your end. So I apologize in advance. But anyway, Taylor, let's get on to the trades. Like we mentioned earlier, five trades that we've done with five different teams, uh, primarily focusing on Chris Paul. We've talked to um, hosts of podcasts from the Phoenix Suns, the Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia 76ers, New York Knicks, and the Chicago Bulls. So we're going to look back at all five trades that we've concocted. And then you and I are going to decide which one's the best. So, Taylor, take it away. Let's start with the one that we did with the timeline pod. Well, so it's actually more than five trades, Jacob. Um, so we, I, I went ahead and put down um, all the trades that we proposed. Or not, sorry, not every single trade. Because we had some shooter trades and some gallo trades. Highly encourage you guys to still go back and listen because they're all still relevant if you haven't, haven't heard them yet. But with that being said, uh, the, the CP3 trades, the ones that like people were, even if they didn't agree to them, they were kind of like, okay, I get that. Now let's build on it. So I'd, I'd put that first trade down and then would add the second one that we either agreed on or that we got the closest to. So when it came to the Suns, we uh, had Mike the Hill on from the Timeline Podcast, another Blue Wire podcast with Phoenix Suns. Love both of those guys, him and Sam Cooper. Great, great hosts. We had a ton of fun on the podcast, and we talked for like a really long time. That was like an hour 15 long pod, but we weren't able to come to an agreement when it came to a Chris Paul trade. So here is kind of the uh, the the one that we got closest to, I think, that we kind of threw out there, and we just started talking and, and kind, of, kind of went on from there. But uh, we had Chris Paul for Rubio, uh, Kelly Uber Jr., Kaminsky, and a combination of picks. Uh, I think we were wanting something like maybe a late first and like a second round or something like that, where I think Mike was saying, eh, it probably would just be the the first rounder, which is fine. I think we could have agreed to that. However, I think the big hangup here is that Mike, uh, from the Phoenix Suns standpoint, didn't want to give up on any of the three young wings, being Obrey Jr., Cam Johnson, or Michael Bridges. Um, and he felt CP3's age and injury risk weren't really giving up a wing plus those picks. So he felt the OKC, the other thing too, is he felt the OKC could probably find a more desperate team. Um, At this time, I think he was kind of thinking the Bucks or the Sixers who would be willing to kind of make a bigger risk like that. Uh, Maybe give up a little more compared to the Suns who are kind of content you know they don't want don't want to mess up cap space and they really want to see what booker can do um surround him with younger players rather than somebody like chris paul so that's kind of where we landed Uh, but what's kind of your thoughts jacob overall on the initial trade we proposed i think it's a good trade and to me i keep coming back to i think this makes I, i know mike wasn't in on it i think this makes a lot of sense i think chris paul to phoenix gives them that veteran leadership Gives them a guy that can play both on and off ball. Uh, gives Devin Booker, Mikael Bridges, uh, DeAndre Ayton, somebody to kind of look up to and learn from. Uh, they're really that veteran leadership. I think Chris is the guy to push them over the hump. Chris with, um, I, I know Chris is a big fan of Monty Williams as well. 
This one makes a lot of sense to me, Taylor. I agree. And the more and more I've thought about it, I think it really could be a good fit. I mean, obviously, assuming that Chris has another year of good health, but I think he could love Phoenix, love playing for Monty again. Um, And I think he fit really, really well with Devin Booker. I mean, talk about a guy to set you up. Um, Chris Paul's about as good as it gets. So, and I also think, um, you know, to Mike's point from the podcast that we did, I think there's a way you could get this trade uh, this trade done without having to give up Kelly Uber Jr. Um, because I, I don't necessarily know that that's one of the guys that <laughs> Pressy, even though he is young, he's not super young. I'm not sure that's the direction that Pressy will want to head. Um, so you could maybe, th- like, you know, if you could get um, like Sarich or somebody like that uh, signed and are able to do, you know, fill that, if, fill the Uber Jr. role with a, a different player, um, different uh, salary filler, I guess. I think if you added like like we said maybe a first and like a, a late first and like maybe a second rounder, I think you could still get that done without including one of those wings. Taylor, I have not told you about my surprise trade on this podcast. <laughs> Did I nail it? You just segued me so perfectly. Oh. I am so proud of you. This is like the uh, D Wade Lebron alley oop, except it, it, that's it, our it, version. One hundred percent. This is the podcast version of it. People just probably uh, turned off the podcast. I <laughs> I was messing around on the trade machine, trying to figure out a good Suns trade, and I've cracked the code. Oh, I've I've tell cracked me more. the I've, I've cracked the Da Vinci code. Okay. Here is the code. Yes. Here is the trade. Okay. It's a three teamer. I don't know who says no. I've like literally, I'm sitting here grinning like a jackass because I'm so proud (laughs) of what I've done. GM Jacob Niffin. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Ready. So Mike said that, you know, he didn't want to give up the wings because wings are important. Well, they will be giving up Kelly Oubre Jr. in this trade. However, the Suns will get Chris Paul. They will get the 25th overall pick in the 2020 draft. That's the one that the Thunder owns. They will also get the 15th overall pick in the draft. That is the pick that the Orlando Magic own. Interesting. So they're getting pick 15 and 25. You can go get somebody that can contribute pretty early on with those two picks. The Orlando Magic are bringing in Ricky Rubio yep. and Kelly Oubre Jr. Okay, I like that. The Thunder will bring in Terrence Ross, Evan Salary Fournier. Yeah, yeah, Terrence Ross has three years left. Terrence Ross is 29. You're, If you're the Magic, you're essentially replacing Ross with the 24-year-old version of Ross who's on an right. expiring deal and you can decide and what Kelly. to do with him. Right. Yes. Uh, you're bringing in Evan Fournier, which is an exact same salary swap for Ricky Rubio. So you're getting a little bit better of a ball handler and a defensive-minded guy and who's had success in the playoffs. And easy as well. Yes, uh, and who could also really help a guy like Markel Fultz. Yep. So the Thunder are bringing in Terrence Ross, Evan Fournier, uh, Frank Kaminsky. Frank is on the last year of his deal. Evan is on the last year of his deal. I think the Thunder could turn around and flip Ross at the trade deadline to right. a contender. And the Thunder are getting this Phoenix Suns 2020 number 10 overall pick. Oh, and we get up in the top 10. So you get a top 10 pick. You're getting rid of the Chris Paul salary. Instead, bringing in Fournier and Kaminsky, who are a combined $22 million expiring. You have Terrence Ross, who is a flippable asset. The Magic bringing in Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre Jr., two younger guys than Fournier and Ross. Uh, help them more in the immediate future. And also, uh, the Magic are uh, basically getting shorter contracts. Uh, Kelly Oubre on his final year. Evan Fournier was on his final year. Rubio has two years left. Ross has three. Uh, The Suns are getting two picks in the first round of this draft, and they are bringing in Chris Paul. The Suns basically traded um, pick 10 for pick 15 and 25, and then... And get Chris Paul still. Yeah, Oubre, Rubio, and Kaminsky for Paul. I actually really like that. <laughs> Who says no, Taylor? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think the Thunder would love to get the 10th pick without with only giving up their swapping the 25th for the 10th pick and then 25th shorter, and Chris. Yeah, shorter 25th, contracts. Exactly. 25th Paul. and Chris for 10 and cap relief sooner. I think he could do that. The Magic get a little bit better. They get a young guy in Ubre that they can decide either to let walk, uh, flip at the deadline, or extend because he matches Markel Fultz's timeline. 
I like it. I like it a lot. The Magic might want to pick somehow, but like, shoot. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a major pick or anything. Even with the Thunder throw in like a future second or something. Um, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I think you're onto something. Um, hey, I'm just like saying, when, when the Woj bomb comes out, <laughs> you know that Sam Presti listened to this podcast. That's right. Hey, I can't wait until tomorrow. I hope somebody like one of those, you know, whatever accounts. Oh, it's going to get aggregated. <laughs> Sources I can't say. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I think this hey, makes a lot of it. sense, and then the Thunder can take a crack at somebody in the top 10, you know, does a, um, I don't think Denny will slip that far, but can you get an R.J. Hampton? Can you get a... Uh, Killian Hayes, potentially. A Killian maybe. Hayes. Uh, I don't think Anyeka Kongu will slip that far, but but yeah. you've got a chance to go get Some somebody. Some of those wings. Yeah. Yeah, at, at number 10. Uh, Patrick Williams, I think, fits OKC's model very well. Yep. Yep. I'm yeah, just Williams saying, Taylor, it makes like sense. Guy. That's interesting. I like that. I like that a lot. So, I'm all right, well, in. let's let's move in, uh, move on to the Milwaukee Bucks deal. So, Milwaukee, we had Ty and Rohan on from the Eurostep to talk to us about uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Chris Paul trades. Uh, we kind of started with the basic model, I think, that a lot of people have kind of thrown out there, being, you know, Bledsoe, Ilyasova, George Hill, and a late first-round pick. Um, the one that we chose was the 24th overall pick via Indiana. And we felt like both sides, uh, both us, our podcast and the Eurostep guys both felt like that probably could get it done. But I don't know, uh, maybe the Bucks, you know, don't want to give up a pick for Chris Paul. You know, there's been rumors about that. Um, we had a couple, we had, I guess we kind of, uh, changed this trade up a little bit. And then we had a third trade that tied throughout there that I think we all really loved. So that second trade that we kind of switched it up a little bit with, CP3 for Bledsoe, Ilyasova, and Divincenzo, plus the Indiana pick. So you're getting a younger guy in return um, rather than George Hill. And the Euro guys kind of countered with no uh, Dante, but still would include the pick. So again, you, I guess you would have to, I mean, it's basically that first first trade that we threw out there. But the third one, like I mentioned, that Ty threw out there was extremely interesting. Speaking of three-team trades, Jacob, Ty had CP3 going to the Bucks, Bledsoe going to the Knicks, Wang Ellington and Alfred Payton plus one future pick to OKC from the Knicks and the OKC would also get George Hill and that Indiana first round pick so essentially OKC is getting uh, two guys on shorter contracts maybe a little more uh, tradable you still get George Hill but then you're getting an additional first round pick outside of that Indiana pick um, from the Bucks. so two first rounders salary filler yeah I like that one a lot um, especially if you can get like that Dallas 2021 pick from the yeah. Knicks. Yeah, I like that um, pick a lot I don't know too. if the Knicks are willing to give up a first for Eric Bledsoe. Uh, that remains to be seen, but I, I do like that one a lot. I do too. Obviously, the more picks, the better for me. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I I like that a lot. And it makes so. sense. So, you know, he was talking about um, having a guy like Bledsoe um, in New York to play under Thibodeau, defensive-minded, could be a good leader. Um, you don't have to spend nearly as much as you would trading for Chris Paul. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes a little bit of sense. Um, the next one we had, the Philadelphia 76ers trade, uh, the Process to Progress podcast we had Kevin and Jack on. Uh, the first deal we discussed, uh, Chris Paul to Philadelphia for Al Horford, Zaire Smith, Mike Scott, um, but but we said no because we needed a pick involved, uh, and so we went on to do Chris Paul for a 2020 second round pick via Atlanta, which is like number 34, 35, something like that. The Sixers 2021 first round top 10 protected pick, Zaire Smith, Mike Scott, Al Horford. That one is interesting because any pick in 2021 is going to be very, very valuable. Agreed. Um, we also threw out a, just a, a random BS trade that I don't think any <laughs> Thunder fan would do, which was Ben Simmons to OKC for Shea, three first-rounders, and one of Baisley or Ferg. <laughs> uh, we say hell so no much. to that. Right, but, right. But that second trade, which is um, the, the Atlanta 2020 second-round pick, the Sixers top 10 protected 2021 first-round pick, and then Zaire, Mike Scott, Al Horford for Chris Paul. That's a good trade. That's a really good trade. I think the Thunder absolutely do that. Um, I that think would this... net the Thunder a total of three firsts in 2021. And an ex- incredibly strong draft um, on top of all their other picks outside of 2021. I mean, that gives you just more ammo to move up as high as you can in that draft. I, I like that one a lot. I think the only thing would be um, the Sixers maybe be you know mentioning that. 
and saying, you know, even though you you put protections on our on that first round pick or agreed to protections for that first round pick from us, uh, we don't want to give up that second round uh, Atlanta pick because you guys are already going to going to be getting a really good pick and a really good or a pick in a really good draft, I should say. So I think it, they might agree to more of like a, you know that trade minus the second rounder. But yeah, even well, then well, I still if, like it. Yeah, if they countered and said no second rounder, I would say then we're moving the the protections from top ten to top eight. Yeah, there you go. I like you know, that. I like that. Open a lot. open up two more slots just in case, you know, uh, Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons is hurt and they they fall off the cliff. Right. So. Right. Or you know, Ben Simmons gets traded to whoever knows where or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blow it up. Ex- exactly. So we also met with Alex or podcasted with Alex Wolf. Um, to cover who covers the Knicks for Locked On Knicks uh, to talk some some trades to New York. Like we mentioned, we had a three team trade in the uh, with the Eurostep guys during the Bucks podcast that we did, but we did a Knicks specific trade podcast as well. And the first trade that we threw out there uh, was CP3 for Julius Randle, um, Bobby Porter, who has a team option, uh, Kevin Knox, and then the twenty sixth twenty seventh overall pick from the Clippers that the Knicks have. Uh, we all agree that that was probably a little too much for CP3, throwing in Knox and that 27th overall pick, and Randall, who honestly is still um, fairly young and a solid player. So we, I guess, Alex countered back and said, you know, the Knicks could absorb CP3's contract. They don't have, you know, you don't have to match salary exactly. So he threw out the hypothetical of just doing like Kevin Knox, a 27th pick for Chris Paul, plus an additional young Thunder player. He mentioned like Hami and Ferg because he knows how high we were on Baisley. But I think the one that we all really agreed, agreed to and uh, probably thought was the most fair for both sides was Chris Paul and Terrence Ferguson. Kind of for a, we talked about, you know, a change of scenery for Ferguson could really help him, especially after this season. Um, he could kind of be a Jeremy Lamb type guy who gets traded away and starts to flourish, kind of find himself in the league. So CP3 and Terrence Ferguson to New York for Randall. Portis, again, team option, and one of Knox or Frankie Smokes, which I really liked a lot. Um, this is the one that Alex liked best, but granted, he was still a little hesitant. I think a lot of these teams who have young players like this, I think the, the theme that we saw from guys who covered the these teams was that I think they're still a little hesitant about Chris Paul's age and also his injury history, specifically when these teams had young players that they're kind of wanting to move forward with, even if they are going to be more competitive. So, um, out of all those, and we kind of had a, a fun hy- hypothetical we can talk about at the end. Do you agree that trade three was probably your favorite as well, Jacob? Yeah, I think trade three is the most realistic, but I still want to pick. I would rather have a mm-hmm. pick than Knox or Nilakina, uh, but that's just me personally. Yeah, um, I'm almost more into uh, that that second option, which was Knox in the 27th for Chris and Hami. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think that's a little more interesting to me. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Getting a young player still and also being able to uh, get a first rounder in addition to that, I think is a win, a major win for OKC. Yep, and this draft, I think 25 and 27 could get you up to like 19 or 20, and you could snag a guy that you're really interested in. Now, speaking of top 10 picks, you mentioned trading up to uh, trying to get that that Suns number 10 pick. Um, you threw out to Alex and asked him you know, what it would take for us to get that 2020 number eight overall pick. So he started going through uh, OKC's pages and pages of draft picks. And it was so fun just listening to his reaction. Like, wait, it keeps going? Like, there's more picks? That's what she said. <laughs> That's basically what, is what his reaction was on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so the Knicks would give OKC the number eight overall pick for OKC's 2020, 25th pick. Um, the second most favorable of OKC, Miami, and Houston's 2021 first round pick. And then either Hami or Ferg, potentially both. I, it's kind of interesting. It, it is kind of interesting. If there's a guy you love that's still there at eight, I think you do that. Besides that, I think that 2021 pick yeah, it's gonna be more is valuable. still too valuable. Agreed. Agreed. I think that, has, I think that 2021, uh, I keep harping on this, and the, our listeners are probably sick of hearing me say this. The Thunder get the best two picks out of the following three scenarios, the Thunder's pick, Miami's pick, and Houston's pick. With how competitive the West is going to be and how old Houston is and without a traditional center, we'll see what they do over the summer. I just think that Houston pick could be like pick 16, 17, 18. And then the Thunder pick could be like pick 3, 4, 5, and you're in business. What if Russ gets hurt? What if Russ gets hurt and Harden doesn't like the new coach? And what if PJ Tucker trade? dies? <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Because he's yeah. guarding guys that are 100 pounds more than him. Exactly. Yeah, he gets stepped on. squished. <laughs> I mean, he played through a pinched nerve for like half the season this past year, man. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, what if they just fall? I mean, multiple injuries. There's just a lot of what-ifs in Houston right now. Exactly. There's yeah, a I'm reason their coach and their GM decided to willingly leave. I mean, I think just looking at this right now, um, obviously based off Miami's run in the bubble, making it all the way to the finals, um, looking so, like looking like they're going to be really solid and just running it back, waiting for Giannis in 2021 for agency. Um, it's probably going to be one of Houston. Houston and OKC will be the two most favorable of those, and we'll probably I would be shocked if own. it wasn't. Yeah. I Me mean, lo- and look at the difference between those two. Houston is going one way. You know, their their stars are getting older and getting uh, worse and worse because of age and loss of athleticism. Miami's, you know, guys who are in their prime are really young. Tyler Hero is going to be better next year. Yeah. Bam Adebayo is going to be ne- better next year. Um, one guy who could emerge and, and contribute for them, Casey Okpala, could emerge as a rotation player for them next year. Derek Jones Jr. will continue to get better. Kendrick Jimmy Nunn. Butler <laughs> is at the pro- – yeah, uh, exactly. You know, Duncan Robinson, uh, who isn't young, but he's uh, not on the decline. Jimmy Butler is at like the peak of his powers. They could keep some of these wings. They, they could even trade a nun uh, combined with some of these. Like, uh, you know, you could sign a couple of these guys to team options. I think Solomon Hill is one of them. And um, wow, I just went blank. Miles Leonard. Um, you could maybe find a way to sign them, do like sign in trades, combine that with like Kendrick Nunn and get a solid rotation player back. Like they have a lot of flexibility here. Did you ever think about how in the finals we had a Pope versus a nun? <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't think about that. Yep. Catholic Church yeah. loved the finals. <laughs> um, all right. Our last our last trade, uh, our last uh, team that we traded with, uh, I hopped on the pod with Mark Caranzoulis of the Bulls HQ pod. Um, we talked Chicago Bulls trades. And the one we came up with was Chris Paul for Otto Porter Jr., uh, either Tomas Sadoransky or Thaddeus Young. And a 2021 lottery-protected pick, uh, it would have rollovers to where if it didn't, if the Bulls didn't make the playoffs in, in 2021, they would keep their pick. And instead, it becomes top eight protected in 2022 and top four protected in 2023. I really so this was kind Thunder, of. Sorry, I was just going to say this, this was kind of fun to listen to you and Mark talk um, because it was a little different than the other teams that we did. Um, you know, you had um, oh boy, <laughs> Ooh. Uh, yeah, Brody's the dogs don't like the, the Bulls trade. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, they heard they heard something. I heard something too. That was weird. Anyway, sorry. It's the um, ghost that keeps killing your internet. Yeah, right. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, what I found interesting is like we'd throw out a trade with these other teams and then we'd kind of have like a different iteration um, of that trade and we'd continue to talk until we kind of found a trade that worked for both sides. For this one, you guys kind of agreed on the structure early on and then you kept talking about the uh, pick protection, which was different. And I really enjoyed that conversation. I thought you guys did a really good job with that. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Mark's an awesome dude. I really oh, yeah. appreciate him coming on the pod. Uh, this one, specifically for Oklahoma City, uh, Otto Porter Jr. is going into the last year of his deal. If he comes back healthy, possible uh, a- uh, asset that you can flip at the deadline. Uh, I think Sadoransky uh, may be expiring as well. He's got two years left. Um, but then, again, you get that 2021 uh, lottery-protected pick. So if the Bulls make the eighth seed, you're getting pick 15. Right. And now right. you have your own pick, that Bulls pick, and that Houston pick in the loaded 2021 draft. Now we're talking about packaging some picks and going up and getting your Cade Cunningham. True. Although it would be, I mean, from a Bulls standpoint, CP3, uh, Zach Levine, Zach Levine um, you know, it, 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 it is Kobe really, White. Kobe um, White, yeah. Um, um, Wendell I, Carter I, Jr., Lori Markinen. You have a lot, of, uh, a lot of options there. Exactly. And and Mark and I even talked about, you know, uh, what would have to happen to, uh, you know, jump in. And why did I just forget the Bulls center's name? Wendell Car- Carter Jr.? W- Wendell, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how the Thunder could go and get Wendell, because I really uh, still think a lot of Wendell. I, I would like Wendell a lot more than Laurie Markkinen. Oh, yeah. But we we even flirted with that a little bit. So if you haven't listened to that pod, uh, I would encourage you to go back and, and do that. But, Taylor, now with all of that being said, let's evaluate all five of these trades and decide which one we like the most. Um, just Ooh. to recap really, really fast – we have CP3 for Rubio, Kelly Oubre Jr., Kaminsky, and a future pick. We have CP3 
uh, to the Bucks. That would be for uh, like Bledsoe, Ilyasova, George Hill, and the 24th overall pick. We have CP3 to the 76ers um, for Al Horford, Zaire Smith, Mike Scott, uh, and a pick. It could even be the Thunder's own pick in 2020, that 21st overall pick. Uh, CP3 to the Knicks. Uh, I think the one that we liked the most was Knox, the 27th pick for Chris Paul and Hamadou Diallo. Uh, and then the Bulls one we just discussed. From all of those, which one do you like the most? I mean, I think just given where the Thunder are and given even where CP3 is, I think getting two first-round picks for him, especially like you mentioned, if you can get at least one of those in the 2021 draft, I think you have to go with the three-team trade that tied throughout there um, on the Eurostep podcast. CP3 to the Bucks, Bledsoe to the Knicks, Wang Ellington, Peyton, and George Hill to OKC, and two first-rounders, one from the Knicks and one from um, the Bucks, respectively. Definitely. Um, I think that one's good. I think that one, because it's a three-teamer, is, I again, I don't know if the, if, if the Knicks do that. Yep. Uh, I really like the trade with Philly, the Chris Paul um, for Zaire, Mike Scott, Al Horford, and that Sixers 2021. One pick. That was my top, second one. Top 10 yep. protected. I like that one a lot, and I like the Bulls one a lot. Solely for both of those, because you're getting a 2021, I actually think I like the Bulls one more, even though it's lottery protected 2021 instead of top 10. Um, you are getting more expiring contracts and you're getting off money quicker than that Al Horford deal. That's a good the point. Only, yeah, the only argument I think for the Philly one is you can take a shot on Zaire Smith. Yeah, true. But I don't know. I don't think I want to take a shot on it, Zaire right? Smith. Exactly. exactly. Almost like Kevin Knox in a way too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you get a free, not free, but if you get a relatively cheap shot at one of those players, you might as well. Especially, I mean, they're going to help you lose games, which is kind of what we're going for the next season or two. Maybe Definitely. three, maybe four. If I throw um, my hypothetical three team back in, uh, where does that one fall? Oh, I mean, that's my favorite. That's absolutely my favorite. Oh, yeah, I did forget. I came up with two that are just kind of interesting, but they're not nearly as likely or uh, good as your three team. F it. Throw them out there, Taylor. But that's why team, we're here. Here's a team that's, uh, you know, could look to switch things up a little bit. A player who underperformed but looked a lot better in the bubble. One Mike Conley. And then throw in your young, cheap contract of choice. I threw Tony Bradley in there. He is a 22-year-old center um, for Chris Paul. Um, basically, no picks exchanged here because Conley only has one year left on his deal, which I found interesting. Um, and then, so basically, you're just getting off the money sooner compared to Chris Paul, who I really think could help that could help that Utah Jazz team a lot and would be competing for a championship. I thought that could be a little bit interesting. That's interesting, yeah. So basically, you're getting off money a year earlier, which we know the summer of 2021 is stacked in free right. agency. The True. Thunder aren't going to go out and be players in free agency, but if you are getting off Stephen Adams, Dennis Schroeder, and Mike Conley, and you, you have some of those an, contracts, a, yeah, a metric shitload of of cap space. Let's say a team wants to sign a Giannis, but they need to clear 15 million in cap to do it. You send it over to the contract. Thunder with exactly. your first round pick and we'll gladly take it on. So exactly. that that's the only thing that intrigues me there. And then you could also could flip Conley at the potentially at the trade deadline um, if somebody's interested, especially if he's on an expiring contract. Um, because obviously if you have Mike Conley on your team, you're still going to be kind of decent. Um, you're not going to be like worst team in the West. You're going to be like maybe competing for like the eighth seed potentially. Um, yeah, so that's one I, thing to honestly, watch out for. Honestly, I wouldn't mind um, Shea Gilgis Alexander and Lou Dort getting one year of tutelage under Chris Paul and then the next year under Mike Conley. Yeah, that's also true. And then my second trade, I realized I never officially hit, um, hit do the trade. <laughs> I'm still in the middle of it, but I just keep thinking, <laughs> I keep thinking about, uh, Chris Paul to the Mavericks. I think that'd be really, I, I, I get that they want, uh, to have cap space for Giannis in 2021, but, I just, if Giannis signs the extension. Right, right. And I just think Chris Paul could be really good with Luka. Um, Chris stops being such a, you know, such a question mark due to his health concerns. Um, yeah, I just I find it really interesting. They have the contracts they can make work. Yeah, the only problem is they're really out of assets, right? Because they traded all of them for Porzingis. Yeah, yeah, true. You're That's, you're not getting much in return other than yeah. just like expirings or like smaller contracts, more tradable contracts. So, but no, that that's interesting as well. Um, I think both of those are are possibilities. Any other dark horse teams you think might come out for Chris Paul? You know, I uh, 
Fred Katz, uh, Andrew Schlecht, and Mikey Berra did a um, Wizards After Dark um, down to dunk kind of crossover podcast. The Wizards are kind of a, an interesting team. I think the only issue is that you probably have to take John Wall on, which I don't think the Thunder want to do yeah, unless well, you're just unloading the bag of draft picks. Yeah. Um, uh, Fred Katz mentioned um, a Chris for uh, John Wall swap that he uh, got on Twitter and wrote about in The Athletic. Um, I was the Twitter person who sent him that trade. So <laughs> so my trade, awesome. made it, my trade made it in The Athletic, which uh, is kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Well, um, hey, you're uh, you're like two for two on really good trades. There you Man. go. Um, so yeah, taking on that John Wall contract is massive. Yeah, uh, not but fun. It, it it makes them better. It does. What make about them better. like oh, they can? Well, what about like the San Antonio Spurs? Say you like want to hold on to Demar and you want to compete. And you want CP3 to play under Pop before he retires, and you like are able to get Chris Paul. Um, and just give up. You don't have maybe just like one um, one young asset. And then just a bunch of salary filler, like, like a Kelvin Johnson or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how you make the money work. I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but all I can think of is if you have a team with Chris Paul, Demar Derozan, and Lamarcus Aldridge, coached by Pop, they're <laughs> all they're going to shoot. All they're going to shoot is mid-range shots. <laughs> all the mid-range. They'll kill you at the mid-range. They'll be really damn good at it, but that's all they're going to shoot. <laughs> so um, that this the Spurs is definitely an interesting one uh, for sure. I've uh, I don't. It won't happen uh, because the Pelicans would need more. But Chris to Ooh, the Pelicans. That is interesting. Also, play under Stan. It's kind of cool. yeah, I, I, yeah. W- working with Stan, I mean, Chris Paul to Zion uh, pick and roll alley oops would just break the league. If Jonathan Isaac was going to be healthy, uh, Orlando would be a lot of fun. But I don't think that's probably. I don't think Chris would want that. And there's been some uh, some Golden State talk amongst like the Zach Lowe's and Bill Simmons, and you know, trying to yeah. make that happen. Still interesting. Definitely. So, all right, Taylor. Well, this was a fun exercise. We'll get into draft stuff next week. But before we cancel and get out of here tonight, uh, any other things uh, you want to say before we hop off? I'm just like so ready for uh, for us to get to a salary cap number, uh, finalize, get everything into place, and hopefully start to hear some rumors when it comes to Thunder coaching and even just the draft and trades in general. I am totally with you. Hopefully we get those numbers next week, man. Yep. True. And then once that happens, the rumors start to flow. I do enjoy flowing rumors. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in to The Uncontested. We appreciate you, whether you're a first-time listener or you've listened for a long time. Thank you so much. Please, like we said earlier, go drop a five-star rating. means the world to us. Helps out. Other people find the pod as well as we start climbing those podcast rankings. You guys have a great rest of your week. We will be back with you with our normal Monday podcast. And then again, next Thursday, we start draft breakdown. So be sure to tune in for that. Enjoy the rest of your week. I think it's supposed to, be get, supposed to get cold here in Oklahoma. So stay warm. Uh, wear your mask. Wash your hands. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you soon. And as always, thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.